Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in all Devils news, opinion, and analytics. Don't forget that you can subscribe to Locked on Devils on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. Um, I am going to recap the game. Um, However, I first want to talk about the breaking news that happened earlier today, and we'll get into that. We'll talk about the... uh, the game from Saturday against Montreal. Um, We might even take a little look into Tuesday's game against Boston. But first, um, I want to talk about the New Jersey Devils announcement today. Um, Announcing Corey Schneider will be placed on waivers at noon Eastern for purpose of assignment to Binghamton NHL, or AHL, sorry. And they caught up Louis Domingue in in replace of um, in replace of Corey Schneider. So I know some fans are happy about this, some are confused, some are mad. I'm in the confused portion of those fans because I just don't actually know why they did this. Uh, Corey hasn't been great, but they also haven't given him a lot of time to play. So they haven't given him time to be any better than, you know, he could have been. Like, he started off the year not great, but I just, I don't get why they think that putting him in the AHL is going to be better for him than, you know, barely playing him now. I just, there's just confusion on my end, I guess. Um, I don't get why we did it. I think that Corey's a fine backup. Um, I know his numbers don't really show that right now, but all those games, like if you look back at the actual games, um, it wasn't always Corey Schneider's fault. Um, It wasn't his, his fault that we lost those games. Some of the goals weren't his fault. So it's really like semantic things, I think. Um, and I personally don't know how Louis Domenu has been doing right now in the AHL. Um, so I'm going to have to look up that and kind of make my comparison there in a little bit. Um, but it just sucks. Like, I, I don't know. Corey Schneider has helped New Jersey through a lot. He's helped them through a good amount of really bad times um, and bad games and helped them come out on top. Corey Schneider has been there when it felt like nobody else was there for the team. When it felt like nobody else on the team existed, Corey Schneider did. Um, And it just sucks. It sucks that he's going to the A. It sucks for his family. Um, I don't know what they're going to do because that's rough. Um, and it sucks for Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes is right now living with Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider's one of those voices in the locker rooms that even though he's not a captain, he 
clearly has impact in the locker room and he clearly has this like air about him that guys want to listen to um so I just don't I don't know it's gonna be a big hit for them in the locker room it's gonna be a hit for Jack Hughes because his essentially his mentor the guy that he's living with is leaving um it's just rough to say the least the whole thing is confusing and rough um I don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe it's going to be like a conditioning stint to get him more playing time. Maybe it's going to be a conditioning stint for Louis Domingo to see how he's doing in the NHL and see if he's ready. Um, I'm not really sure what this is. I'm really not. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. I just don't know. And I wish I did know. I wish I had more answers for you guys because I know you guys have a lot of questions about what's going on right now. But I don't know. It's just rough. Because Corey Schneider, like I said, has been there through so much for New Jersey. And to treat him like this is kind of messed up. Um, So I don't know. I'm really not sure. Um... I think that this might, I okay, so I'm not sure, but this might not be a long-term thing. Um, this could be a long-term thing too, so I don't really know. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, I'm having a hard time processing it just because it's very confusing to me. So tweet me, let me know how you guys are processing this, and let me know what you think this is going to lead to or what you think this thing's all about. Because I would like to hear some other points of views um, about this and get some other takes. Because right now, I think it's just a lot of confusion. My friend Amy actually talked to me about this. She's the one that sent me the breaking news because I was in class. And I was so confused. And she was like, I can't believe we did this. Like, what? (laughs) And I just... I don't know guys so let me know what you guys think um let me know your take on the whole sending Corey Schneider down to the A let me know um I'm sure he'll do fine in the A I'm sure he'll be fine the AHL hasn't had some or the Binghamton Devils not the A but the Binghamton Devils in the A haven't had the best um the best goaltending and now this was before Dominion got there so now that he's there it's been a little bit better but they haven't had the best um goaltending so maybe Corey Schneider can set that up and prove that he belongs in the NHL and deserves more consistent playing time now I want to get into what this means for Mackenzie Blackwood because Mackenzie Blackwood has been starting an awful lot of games He's been playing really well, um, been starting a few back-to-backs even, um, like both halves of a back-to-back. So what does this mean for Mackenzie Blackwood? Does this mean he's officially the starting goaltender for the New Jersey Devils? And to me, I want to say yeah. I think that that is exactly what this means 
because that's what he's been. That's He's been in the role of the starting goaltender for the whole season, basically. Um, so I think that that's what this means for him. Um, I think it's going to be rough on him, too, because goaltenders le- lean on each other. They, I was a goalie um, in lacrosse, and I know it's a little different, but I was very close with my other goaltenders, and we kind of leaned on each other. And I know that the same goes in the NHL. You know, they they kind of lean on each other. The younger guys look to the older guys for mentorship. Um, and I think that this might hurt Blackwood just a little bit, like, emotionally. Um, just because, like, they're taking away his goaltender friend and mentor for as long as he's been in with the Devils, like, or up with the Devils, that it's going to be a little hard, I think. Um, I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood will let it show. Um, he's very calm, cool, and collected. He's a very composed guy. Um, so I think that it'll be fine for him. Um, I just don't know. Um, again, I'm just pretty confused about this whole thing. Treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all offers from the Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com backslash offers. So now let's get into the game against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, or Canadian, sorry. Um, we won in overtime, somehow. Um, that game was kind of wild. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't know if we were going to win that entire game. Um, it was a very back-and-forth game, in my opinion. And I just wasn't sure if we were going to actually win. Um, so let's go through the scoring. Uh, Brendan Gallagher scored the first goal, and then very soon after, Nikita Gusev scored the first goal for the Devils. Then Fleury scored for the Montreal Canadiens. Then Nick Suzuki scored for the Montreal Canadiens. And then with literally 1.1 second left in the period, Nico Hishier scored. That was a huge goal for us um I just I think it was just a really big motivational boost for us and also kind of keeping us in this game so that when we come to the third period you know they weren't gassed they weren't defeated already they kind of had a little bit of jump in them they had a little extra boost um I think that this goal was huge for the Devils um it was huge of Nico to get it um and it was great that it was literally with 1.1 second left in the period that was wild um and it was really just a really overall good goal so then in the third period Wayne Simmons scored a power play goal because Wayne Simmons of course scores power plays goals that's just what he does um, and then Kyle Palmieri scored a power play goal in overtime. So that 
is the scoring summary from me. Um, I, I don't know. I think that Nikita Gusev had a great game. Um, I really enjoyed watching him play. I really think he played a really good game. Um, I was really impressed with him and really proud, <laughs> in a way, to be watching him and having him be as good as he was with a puck and score and just play overall a really solid game. Um, it was really important for him to have a game like that, and I'm really, really happy that he had the game that he had. Um, so, yeah, Wayne Simmons' power play goal was big because it tied the game. Um, and also, I don't know, Wayne Simmons just, he scores power play goals. That's what he does. He's very good at it. Um, he can be on whatever line you want to put him on, and he's going to make that line better. But if you put him on the power play, or when you put him on the power play, not if, because he's always on the power play, he will get those goals. Like, sometimes he'll miss, sometimes he'll hit the post, but for the most part, he will be getting you those power play goals, those essential power play goals. So I think that that's really important for Wayne Simmons in his own game to be getting goals like this. Um, and it's really important for the Devils that he's getting the goals like this. Okay, so I also think that um, Kyle Palmieri had a really good game. Uh, he only scored one goal, and that was the overtime game-winner goal. That was also a power play goal. Um, so even though he only had one goal, he still played a fantastic game. And the one goal he did get was, you know, pretty freaking important. Uh, Kyle Palmieri looked really good. He looked really composed with the puck and looked really strong. He was finishing everything, um, all of his hits, all of his, he was staying with the puck. Um, I think that he just had a very solid game. And that's something that we need out of him more often. And I think that we're getting it, honestly, more often now than we were in the beginning of the or the season. Oops. Almost at the beginning of the period. Um, I'm just in game time mode, I guess. Um, it's just something that we need from Kyle Palmieri. And I think that he's been giving us that for a good time now. Um, and it's just going to keep getting better for him. Um, this was a power play goal in overtime, like a minute 30 into overtime. Um, and I don't know, we drew a penalty and we were able to capitalize on the power play. And power plays in overtime are different than power plays in the like regulation. <clears throat> but how different are they, you know? Like... That's, like, my my actual question. Like, obviously they're different, but how different? Because I've been saying that special teams make an impact. Special teams are, they make a difference. So if you have a special teams, like, play going on, what difference does it make that it's in overtime and what difference does it make that it's in regulation? I get that it's a different amount of people on the ice, but not by much. Um, and 
I don't know. I think that with overtime, it feels a little more dire. It feels a little more like you have to get it done. But honestly, I just, I think that it's not a, not as black and white. I don't think it's like that different. I think special teams are special teams and you need to be able to score and capitalize on your power plays. All right, now I want to get into some of the game stats and just talk about those a little bit. Um, kind of want to start off talking about the special teams because when do I not start off talking about special teams? Um, so let's talk about special teams. <laughs> the Devils were two for six on the power play and four for five on the penalty kill. Two for six on the power play is better than they have been. Um, usually it's one for five, one for six, one for seven. <laughs> like it's, it's not like, it's not as, I don't know, good <laughs> as two for six is. And two for six isn't even that great. Two for six is literally one better than they usually do. But I think it also, makes a difference that the one was in the one was in overtime and it was the game winner um so I think that makes a difference um like when the goals come and they really capitalized on the power play when they needed to they were really good on the penalty kill um they took 12 minutes worth of penalties but they were able to basically kill all of them but one. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. Um, I think that them being able to kill four out of five penalties is big, and that makes a difference in their game. It makes a difference in the, the energy that they bring then, you know, because they're like, oh, shoot, we just did this. We just killed this penalty that gives us a little burst of energy and now let's come back stronger. Let's come back and, you know, play harder. So I think that that's what that was about. Now let's get into more um, like shots on goal. So shots on goal were about a 10 goal or 10 shot difference. Um, the Devils had 43 and the Canadians had 34. So the Devils had generated more um, more shots on goal, more chances, more offense than the Canadians did, um, which in during the game, it didn't feel like they did. Uh, maybe that's just me, but I just, I, it didn't feel like they were generating that much offense. It didn't feel to me like they were going to win that game for most of the game, you know? Um, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but seeing the shots on goal in front of me, being 43 to 34, and thinking back on the game, that just kind of blows my mind, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I didn't see them generating that much offense, and maybe this is just me. Maybe, maybe I just wasn't watching close enough, Maybe I blacked out and didn't see it. I, I don't know. Um, but 
I didn't think that they were generating as much offense as this is telling me that they did. So, I mean, good on them for generating about 10 more shots on goal than the other team. Um, wish we could see that more. Uh, just like in actual opportunities and actual, um, you know, what is the word I'm thinking of? Actual goals, I guess. Um, that's not the word I was thinking of, but that's essentially what I mean. Um, I just wish that we could have seen it more on the scoreboard. However, this is a good start for them. I think it'll, it'll be better for them in the long run if they keep hit having this many shots on gold because at a certain point you can't not capitalize on it at a certain point things are just going to go in for you so I think that that's important um something else that stood out to me is that the Canadians had eight block shots the Devils had 20 what <laughs> I'm sorry like what that's so many block shots for one game plus a minute 30 of overtime. That's wild. Um, I think I mentioned this way before, like early on in my podcasting locked on days, but block shots kind of bring a different energy to the game. They bring a different like morale kind of. They're like, everybody wants to win. And it's proving that everybody wants to win, you know? So I think that that is like super important, the block shots. Um, yeah, I just think that that was very interesting. So I wanted to mention that. All right. So that is about it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at JK underscore Kender, K-E-N-D-E-R, and follow Locked on Devils on Twitter as well. Thank you again for listening and go Devils!